Ecologist Tom Langton has been looking at the scientific and legal aspects of the dreaded badger cull since 2016, and this summer actually represents his fifth year working on what is being described as the worst miscarriage of UK biological science for 50 years. Tomorrow, the 22nd of July, Tom is off to London for a High Court challenge of Secretary of State George Eustace over the Next Steps policy, which was published in March 2020 and revealed the way in which badgers may be legally shot in huge numbers over the next five years and then beyond all the way up to 2038. For this shortcast, we asked Tom to explain a bit about the new 2020 policy and what exactly was being challenged. A challenge which, incidentally, has taken over a year of battling to gain permission for. The case in court relates to the ecological damage that could be done as a result of not considering the ecological impacts of removing an apex predator on species and habitats protected under the NERC Act 2006. Tom told us that permission to challenge other aspects of the policy the way in which culling is being designed for the future, for example, had been refused. The legal side to all of this seems as complicated as the science, so we asked Tom to try and translate what is going on so that we can gain a better understanding of it. He can't say much about the trial tomorrow for obvious legal reasons. So, in the following shortcast, Tom starts off with aspects of the 2020 policy in terms of what we might expect to see under the wording of the controversial new policy and the dilemma, in Tom's words, that it now offers to those who may be invited for the foreseeable future to vaccinate badgers as long as they stand by while most of them are killed first. The 2020 Next Steps policy is the government's vision of how to cull badgers until 2030 and beyond. It explains how culling methods used since 2013 to reduce badger populations by 70% will be continued over the next five years. This approach, over a four-year period, with further culling to hold down numbers for a further five years, is to be slowly replaced by something called epidemiological or epiculling. It's not particularly obvious in the document what so-called epiculling is, in a text that also talks about vaccinating cattle and badgers after some trials, during which time up to 150,000 more mostly healthy badgers will have their brains and hearts blown out or be injured, running down their sets to die. But look at the small print in the Next Steps policy, paragraphs 70 to 73 to be precise, and you'll discover what has really been put in place. These plans relate to efforts to make badger culling easier and more doable by small groups of shooting clubs to eradicate badgers. Yes, that's right. Eradicate badgers, 100% kills, in multiple areas across the country. These will be smaller than the large hundreds of square kilometres cull areas that we've seen since 2013. The method given in the policy relates to the approach taken in Cumbria in the low-risk area. A killing field south of Penrith where badgers were eradicated in a core area in 2018. In Cumbria there was a claim that badgers were involved, however breakdowns of herds with TB all but cleared up with enhanced testing being used before the badger culling started. But still it went on. Hundreds of badgers were then shot with absolutely no effect on breakdowns afterwards. Many of the breakdowns were so-called resolved breakdowns, breaking down again and again due to poor testing. It's all so futile and wasteful, 
yet those involved just cannot seem to recognise the fact of the hidden disease reservoir being in cattle and the poor detection rate of the skin test and the limitations of the gamma test. With the new policy, after a while, rather than dozens of large areas being culled as at present, hundreds of small cull areas may build up. Maybe with some vaccination, maybe not. The policy will allow this in the high-risk area and the edge area to become the new normal. What the government wants is for badger groups to accept this approach and to vaccinate survivors after the shooting is over. Their current task is for government to convince badger groups to accept becoming DEFRA contractors and to help them with the cull and vaccinate future approach. More generally, the Next Steps approach has been cheerleaded by a few scientists who've been given the job of trying to prove that badgers are involved significantly in BTB spread, for which the evidence is still highly sketchy. In this, they have wholly failed. Firstly, whole genome sequencing of bovine TB strains was used to try to imply that badgers drive bovine TB levels significantly in cattle. The relevant papers are so poorly constructed and ambiguous, the peer review comments make you feel sorry for the authors. Then there are the so-called risk pathway approaches where vets are asked to guess where the disease breakdowns came from. They are trained to say badger when the right answer is it's not clear and I don't know. Again, those involve so shocking disregard to the science. They just won't budge in their views despite the growing evidence that badgers are hardly involved, if at all. Entering the world of bovine TB science today is a bit like a Mad Hatter's Tea Party of ridiculous events where the rules of science are bent and distorted. There is now an army of government-funded academics who are so immersed in badgers playing a significant role that there's no turning back. Then there are vets who have been trained to say, it is badgers, they've been telling the farmers, and now they don't change their story. It's such a sad indictment of the current way in which science is conducted and vested interest has infected our society. No wonder our rivers are dying alongside our planet. Badger and cattle vaccination have been available for years. The only thing stopping their use right now is government. It's no secret that a good percent of beef and dairy production goes to export and is worth hundreds of millions of pounds or so per year. This is what is holding things back. It is holding back TB control, the restriction on a market that would need to shrink for four years to control the disease. Keeping it alive with subsidy of 100 million pounds of taxpayers' cash is the preferred economic approach around which the policy-driven science isn't cast. So it's actually quite blatant, and despite what the nodding dog academics and vets say now, with new technology, exposure of poor science and misconceptions is underway. It won't be too long before what they've done becomes plain for all to see. Billions of pounds of public money and hundreds of thousands of healthy protected species wasted. It will be a pattern of failure a pattern of failure to stop the terminal decline of our environment. For more great audio from campaigners, researchers, activists and authors, please subscribe to Off The Leash Podcasts by your favourite streaming platform.